0: Here is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Fatima cigarettes, best of all long cigarettes, brings you Dragnet. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to homicide detail. Attempts have been made on the life of a notorious hoodlum in your city. His death could mean an open gang war. Your job. Stop it.
1: If you want a long cigarette, smoke the best of all long cigarettes. Smoke king size Fatima. Fatima is the long cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make Fatima extra mild. And that's why Fatima has a much different, much better flavor and aroma than any other long cigarette. That's why Fatima has more than doubled its smokers coast to coast. So, enjoy Fatima, the best of all long cigarettes. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
0: It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. nets. the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step-by-step step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action.
1: It's Tuesday, July 18th. It was hot in Los Angeles. We were working a night watch out of homicide detail. My partner's Ben Romero, the boss Fad Thad Brown, chief of detectives. My name's Friday. It was 5.35 p.m. when we got out of the car at Sunset Boulevard and Paris Avenue and walked down the street to the scene of the machine gunning, Lupo's Cafe. Hmm, look at that, Joe. Yeah. Lipped out the whole fun of the place. Yep. Yeah. Hi. Yes, sir. Romero and Friday, Homicide. Oh, I'm Sheldon from Hollywood Division. Taylor and I picked up the call in our car. Nobody heard. Him. What's the door? Just a second. It's Captain Elliott, hold it in a minute. Will you, Sheldon? Hi. Hi, Captain. Hmm. Not much of it left. Sheldon here was in the cruiser car. He felt in. All right. The intended victim was Gus Valentine.
0: He's over there with Taylor, my partner. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: According to Valentine, he stopped in the restaurant here for a drink. He was in there about 15 minutes, came out to hail a cab, and this car came around the corner. Down there, Sunset and Clayton, they whipped by close to the curb and opened up.
1: uh mm-hmm. There's a laundry there on one side of the place and a dry-cleaning joint on the other side. Yes, sir. A miracle, but nobody was hit. Did you get anything on the car? Something so far happened so fast, nobody got a good look at it.
3: How about Valentine? Does he have any ideas? I don't know. Taylor's getting the information.
1: Nobody saw anything?
3: Any witnesses? Uh, Yes, sir. A couple. Uh, Newsboy Tim Benson, the lady in
0: the
1: dry-cleaning place, Agnes Mm Rebart. Neither of them got a license number. Okay. I'd like to talk to Valentine. Uh, Sheldon, keep the area clear, will you? Lab men are on their way out. Yes, sir. Come on. I haven't
4: any idea. Green Fort Sedan, that uh, it? Yeah.
1: Elliot Central Homicide.
4: Yes, sir. This is Mr. Valentine, the intended victim.
1: Yeah. This is Sergeant Friday, Sergeant Romero. Sergeant Friday, Friday, how are you? Fine. It's been a long time. Finally got out of the uniform, huh? Seven years ago. Who was it, guy? If I know I'd tell you. I don't like being shot at. Let's go sit in the car. This way, Valentine. You want to get him back? All right. the Story, Valentine. How do you mean? Let's not play it cozy. Who's after you? I suppose this would have happened if I knew. Who's carrying the beef? Somebody's unhappy with you. You must know who. I don't. You know what kind of a car it was? I told the other cop over there. Sedan, Green Ford. We're not going to press you, Valentine. You might as well know how we pegged this kind of thing. Yeah? We got your number, had it for a long time. You're all up and down the blotter from Lincoln Heights to the county jail. You got a record everybody in this town knows about. Aren't you a little mixed up? I'm the guy that got shot at. We know that. I pay my taxes for protection, not a lecture on my past. Let me give you the word, Valentine. I've known you for a long time, and I've read about you in the newspapers. I've watched your so-called climb from two-bit penny ante rackets all the way up. Now you've been told more than once about keeping your nose clean. This is a switch, isn't it? Man gets shot at. Cops read riot act, innocent victim. Look, we know you, and we know that crowd you run with. If you want to start a war on a battlefield, don't pick the streets of Los Angeles to fight it out. I think I asked for it the way you men talk? You did somewhere up and down the line. We know your operation. You walked the sideline
4: marker all the way. Always
1: got one foot inside the law. When you make yourself a target for some punk's machine gun, that's where you step outside. Oh, what are you going to do, eat me out and let the man with a machine gun get away? We'll get him, whether you want to help us or not. We just don't have the time to run around jamming a cork in the barrel of every gun in town. Before you get out of this car, let this sink in. There's not going to be any innocent people cut down by bullets that were meant for you. Oh, I get it. My tax money's no good, huh? I pay a bigger chunk than most of the clouds in this town. You haven't got a clear title to the city yet, and until you do, don't set up a shooting gun. Oh, what do I do, dig a foxhole? till you get ready to tab whoever's taking pot shots at me? You can tell us who it is. You got all I know. Don't you think I'd want him picked up? I think you're a liar. I think you better square your beef and knock off this gangster stuff. Not going to be any more of this kind of thing, understand? That's the trouble with civil service. It makes a big man out of you 200 bucks a month. I've never passed an exam, but I keep in step. You missed the first one from the gutter to the sidewalk. Almost without exception, every city in the United States has its Gus Valentine. These men remain out of custody, not because of any lack of law enforcement, but because of their ability to hide behind the laws which are designed to protect the innocent and use them to their own advantage. They operate allowing only the thinnest margin possible between themselves and the state penitentiary. We drove back to Central Division. At 6.18 p.m., we were called to the chief of detective's office. He wouldn't give you anything, huh? Not a thing. Usual line of smart talk. Who's was ever after a mint business on storefronts were a
3: mess. Well, yeah, they won't quit now. Just a minute. What's that intelligence number? 2821. Oh, yeah. Mr. Brown, Captain White gone home? Oh, no, I know I him to come up the office, will he, please? Thanks. If you do
1: manage to tag tank, it caused a pretty sour mess. Well, he's got enough flunkies around to parlay it into a fair-sized shooting war. See him started on less. Was there any chance of pulling Valentine in until things simmer down? No chance. We got nothing on him. Nothing we can
3: prove. We've got a few boys close to him. either one of them could tell.
1: Mm, same two lawyers work for all of them.
3: We'd pull him in. They'd be out in an hour and a wrist. You want to see me? Yeah. Why? Sit down.
0: But uh, Valentine's shooting this afternoon.
3: Yeah. What's your guess? There's been some talk. We heard he was hot. You know that. Yeah. The way we figured, he's getting too big for his pants. He's coming up fast. Stepped on a lot of toes on the way. Shouldn't be too tough to find out why.
1: That's half of it. If we get that much, maybe we can find out who. You
3: got a big field to pick from. I can find you a dozen possible. Well, we don't need a dozen. All we want are the ones in the car this afternoon. Who do you figure, Captain Roy? Well, I kind of go along with Joe. Like I said, I think maybe we'll be able to peg fly a little faster. And we can go from there. All right? Well, let's take what we know about the guy. Let's just take this past year... We know he's got more than a good share of the Mexican narcotics traffic. That means he's taking business from the eastern syndicate. That makes one of those boys a candidate. That's right. Then there's the pinball machines. He's giving big Arnie Jacobs and Monk Watson a big push on those. That puts him in the running? That's a long list. The horses, fancy poker games, prostitution, the works. He's squeezing them all. A lot of guys could be shooting at him with a machine gun.
0: Where do we start? Reg work. Lots of it.
3: Fast. We'll start nosing around. See what we can pick up. Friday, uh, you and Romero can give us a hand there. Yes, sir. All right, with you, Elliot.
0: Fine. I don't have to tell you. We've got to move as quick as we can. We've got a lot of places to hit, and we haven't got too much
3: time. Well, We'll keep Valentine under surveillance to make sure he doesn't try to square things with a gun. Yeah.
1: This is one the taxpayers wouldn't understand. Yeah. Trying to keep a guy alive that'd be more dangerous dead. Wednesday, July 19th. Ben and I started making the rounds to find out why someone was out to get Gus Valentine. Captain was right. The list of his enemies was long. For two days, we talked to gamblers and bartenders at the usual hangout. The few slim leads we picked up led nowhere. Saturday, July 22nd, we met with one of Ben's informants, a bar boy at a cafe out on Santa Monica Boulevard. And Sim over there, at that table. Oh, yeah. Gary? How are you? Hiya, Ben. Grab a chair. You know my partner, don't you? Sure. Sit down, Joe. Hi. Want a beer? No, no thanks. We're working. Coke? Okay. Well, one's enough. Here you go. Good
2: and
1: cold. Doctor cut me down one beer a day. on a hot date, on not I? Yeah. What about Valentine? What about him? You hear anything since I phoned you? A mm, couple of things. Word's getting around. He's a welcher. Horses? I don't know. Big money. Hasn't paid off yet. Who does he owe? I can give you the name of one of them. Sal Tapper. I don't know him. Meat packing business. Wholesaler. Got a big plant down at 54th and Commercial. Owns a little neighborhood bar. That's where he spends most of his time. Where's that? Gardena. Hmm. Calls it the Mile High. Well, what about this Sal Tapper? What do you mean? How close is he to Valentine? You mean one of his boys? Yeah. Nah. No. Valentine's his book, that's all. Well, supposing Valentine owed him a wad of dough, would he push his point? How do you mean? Well, would he use pressure to collect? Mm, maybe a meat cleaver, not a machine gun. I don't figure him in on that Tuesday caper. Mm-hmm. Sure you don't want this set of coke? No, thank you. What time do you go to work? Plenty of time. <sighs> one bottle of beer ain't hardly enough. Any rumbles about the shooting? How do you mean? Anything worth repeating? Oh, everybody says the same thing. He's got it coming. Who is everybody? The homeowners, neighborhood Joe's. They got it all paid. What's the popular guess? A thing. Well, that's about it, huh, Jerry? That's about it. What's your guess? Fresh out, I don't know. How come you guys are so worried about Gus Valentine? I didn't think you care whether he lived or died. Either way, we're in trouble. We left the cafe on Santa Monica Boulevard and drove out to Gardena to the Mile High Bar a typical neighborhood tavern with the windows painted in black except for two small ovals in the center of each window. They were filled with beer signs and red neon. The cloth sign advertised shuffleboard and life-size television. Inside, the walls were covered with alpine mountain climbers trying to fight their way up a mountain that looked twice as steep as the
3: Matterhorn. Can
1: you send nickels, will you, Len?
3: Can you tell us where we can find the solid tapper?
1: Yeah, I'm
3: here.
0: Thanks, Lynn. What do you want? Police officers. like to talk to you.
3: Sure, what about
1: That's Valentine.
3: Yeah?
1: He owes me money. Is that all you've got against
3: him? As much as he owes me, that's enough. That's a real tough machine to me.
1: How much money does he owe you? Enough. How long has he been booking for you? I didn't say he was booking for me. No, we did. About two years. Come on. Get it. Nah. Four thousand on the first ball. I gotta do better than that. Where were you Tuesday afternoon? At the packing house. Can you prove it? What I say it if I couldn't prove it? When that little gate up there turns green and you go through it, you get an extra ball. It's red, it doubled your score, but it's real tough to get in there. How long has Valentine owed you money? All oh, a little over a week. When did he say he'd pay? He didn't say. Said he was trying to raise the dog. You're the only one he owes? No. Hmm. Right. There's a couple of more guys in town. You know who they are? No. How do you know he owes somebody beside you? I heard. Did he say why he hasn't paid up? Uh, what would you say? Did he say why he hasn't paid up? I told you. He said he was trying to raise the money. Are you sure you haven't tried to put the bite on him? Sure I have. Sure I have. I want the dog. But I didn't gun him. Somebody did. Yeah, I know. I know. It wasn't me. You had a reason. a lot of people. Yeah. We're looking for the one with the machine gun. Well, I can't help you there. Oh,
2: come on.
1: Oh,
2: get in there.
3: Hey, hey, look at that. Free ball.
1: 26 size, That's a real tough machine to beat.
3: where did you say you worked, Tuesday?
1: At my packing plant, 54th and Commercial. Okay. How long have you known Gus Valentine? About four years. I met him at a party out in Hollywood.
2: First time I've ever known him to Welch. Mm-hmm. In
0: there. In there. Ah, $27,000. i am not doing so good, am I?
1: I don't know. It depends on where you were Tuesday. 12.30 p.m. We talked to the superintendent of Tapper's Meatpacking House. He told us that Saul Tapper had been there all day when Gus Valentine was shot at. We talked to several employees of the plant. They corroborated his story. We checked Tapper out and found him to be a fairly respectable businessman who gambled a great deal on the side, but we felt reasonably sure that he had no part in the shooting. We knew that if we could run down the others to whom Valentine owed money, we'd be closer to finding out why he was being shot at and eventually get to the right man. 1.45 p.m., Ben and I went upstairs to the eighth floor of the city hall, the lunchroom. We had a sandwich and coffee. Too close to dinner to have a piece of that pie, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Hand me another napkin, will you? Yeah. Here. Thank you. Think you'd do any good to talk to Valentine again? Maybe. I doubt it. He's not going to tell us, I I figure we're on the right track. A lot of reasons why he might be a target, but this welching business, that's new to him. Mm, could be. Are
2: you, Sergeant Friday?
1: That's right.
2: Telephone. Wait a minute. I'll go
1: with you. I'm finished. No, you got the check. I'll get the tip. All right. fly this one of the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Friday. Elliot, come down to Chief Brown's office right away. Yes, sir. Let's go. That pie sure did look good. I let's get that elevator. Yeah.
3: Hey, who called? I'm
1: the skipper, he wants us to go to Chief Brown's office.
3: Campbell Street floor, please. What's that? I don't know. You make the rounds again tonight?
1: Yeah, a couple places we can hit in the south end of town. I called Charlie Flint's place this afternoon. Maybe he'll have something for us. Yeah, I hope so. Come on. Uh, wait, now I'd had that pie. I'm still hungry. I got a candy bar on my desk you can have that. I can't eat those Chewy bars, in they? Oh, it's some kind of a fudge bar. Uh-huh.
0: Come in. Yes? Get over to Georgia Street right away. Why? Just Valentine. They did it again. Yeah? This time they didn't miss... by step are the reasons why Fatima has more than doubled its smokers from coast to coast. Step
1: one. The name Fatima has always stood for the best in cigarette quality. Step two. Long cigarette smokers discover Fatima has a much different, much better flavor and aroma. Step three. Long cigarette smokers find Fatima extra mild. Fatima is the long cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos superbly blended, to make Fatima extra mild.
0: And that's why more and more smokers every day agree. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. Yes, the name Fatima on that golden yellow package is your insurance of an extra mild smoke.
1: So enjoy king-size Fatima, the best of all long cigarettes. Saturday, July 22nd, 5.30 p.m. We drove to the Georgia Street Receiving Hospital and went up to the third floor. We talked to the doctor in charge who told us that two slugs had been taken from Gus Valentine's right leg and one from his right shoulder. They had been marked for identification. He was in fair condition. We talked with the patrolman who made the ambulance follow-up. They told us Valentine had been shot as he entered his apartment house garage. There were no eyewitnesses. We went in and talked to Valentine.
3: You told the officers
1: that the guy who shot you was on foot. Yeah. Who was it? Couldn't tell. You haven't any idea who it could have been? No. You don't expect us to swallow that again, do you? I don't care the way. Why don't you pay up what you owe? What do you mean? You owe some big money. You haven't paid off. Where'd you get that? Oh, that's the word going around. Looks to us like you either pay up or get shot up. Did I ask for advice? No, and here's something else you didn't ask for. Twice in one week you've been mixed up in shooting scrapes. We told you this city doesn't belong to you. I don't claim ownership. Now listen, we've been over this before, and this is the last time. Don't push us any courage. We know you talk big and you haven't got the guts to go along with it. Yeah, sure. Now come on, who's shooting at you? I know your phone number. I'll call you if I need help. I'll take care of this myself. Valentine, the first time you pull a cap gun, we're going to sit on you. If there's any retaliating, we'll do it. I'm tired of sitting like a duck on a pond. Then tell us who's gunning for you. That's between me and them. I'll meet them when I'm ready. All right. We're through talking. When we get to the bottom of this and find out who's been doing all the shooting, we'll have an answer. And if we find out you've been withholding evidence, it's gonna go hard for you. Understand? Yeah, sure. Now leave me alone. Come on, Jim. Yeah. I better call the office.
3: Homicide Graham.
5: Captain
1: Elliott there?
3: I'll see.
1: Captain, will you take two? Elliot? This is Friday, checking in on the Valentine thing. What's the story? Couldn't get anything out of him. He isn't hurt bad. Right leg and shoulder. All right. Here's something you can run down. Yeah? Got a tip from White and intelligence. He's got a man out at Freddy's Fish and Chips on Slauson. Says a couple of guys in there blowing off about Valentine. Who are they? Billy Keel and Tony Farrar. They're not on Valentine's team. That's right. White's man says the party's getting rough out there. You, Romero, better follow up on it. Right. Another thing, if it looks like anything, you better bring him in for questioning. Okay. Check me when you get in. Right. Let's go. What is it? Keel and Farrar. Skipper wants us to pick them up and bring them in for questioning. What do they know about this shooting? They know enough to talk about it. 7 p.m. We located Freddy's Fish and Chips place on Slawson near Montgomery Street. A dozen or so tables at the back of the restaurant were already taken with the overflow lined up too deep at the bar. The man from Intelligence Detail was down at the far end of the steam table nursing a cheese sandwich. He motioned us over and pointed out Billy Keel and Tony Farrar. They were sitting at one of the tables along with four other men drinking Boilermakers and eating French fried potatoes. Ben and I made our way through the crowd toward the back tables.
2: Sorry? Sorry?
1: Pardon me. Can I get through here, please?
2: All right. So it's Biggest. Don it?
1: You, Billy Keel? That's right. Which one is Tony Farrar? He's getting a beer. What do you want? Police officers, I want to talk to you and Farrar downtown. What's the matter? I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want to get your hat. You got any questions, you can ask them here. Hey, Vic, how about Vine around? Come on, Tia, let's go. I got nothing to tell you now. Let me alone. There's two ways to go downtown, the hard way and the easy way. Let's take the easy way. All right. This way. Okay. Doc, go! Go! City Hall. Tony Ferrar and Billy Keel were taken to Georgia Street Receiving Hospital for emergency treatment. We went in the same ambulance. Ben had a broken index finger, a two-inch cut in his scalp, and a deep gash in his right thigh. I had five stitches taken in my upper right arm and three above my left eye. My right eye was swollen shut. The man from intelligence detail was taken to the PNF ward to be treated for a minor concussion. It was 9:15 p.m. when we got back to the City Hall, the interrogation room. How about it, Kiel? What? What do you know about the Valentine shooting? I don't know anything about it. You're worried. About what? You tell us. You started that fight out there. I didn't see any reason to go downtown. Does Valentine owe you any money? No. You've been talking a lot. Any law against that? Why'd you shoot Gus Valentine? I didn't shoot him. Can you account for your time Tuesday afternoon? I don't have to answer that. Where were you this afternoon? My lawyer's coming in. Ask him. How much money does Valentine owe you?
2: Kiel... Ever see this before?
1: I don't even know what it is. We found that machine gun in your apartment. Doesn't belong to me. We got your car downstairs. Green Ford sedan. Doesn't belong to me. White slip's got your name on it. Here's something else with your name on it. Two chits for $750 signed by Gus Valentine. Money he owes you on the horses. You shot him, didn't you? I don't see how you can prove it. I'll tell you how. We ran this Tommy gun through the crime lab. We dug the same slugs out of the front of those stores where you tried to kill Valentine. Your prints are all over the gun. How much more do you want? It's not my gun. All we got to do is find the 45 you used this afternoon and match it up with the slugs we dug out of Valentine's leg and, Mr., you'll be away for a long time. All right. We used the Tommy gun. We didn't hit him. Didn't try. Only wanted to scare him. I got tired of waiting for my dough. I got no use for a Welcher.
3: What about this afternoon? No,
1: sir. Me and Ferrari didn't have nothing to do with that. I'll take the machine gun wrap, but it wasn't us this afternoon. Elliot,
3: Friday, step outside a minute. Yeah. Valentine. Yeah? Somebody just blew his hospital room full of holes.
1: It took us 17 minutes with red light and siren to get to the Ferndale Sanitarium where Gus Valentine was recovering from his gunshot wounds. Three cruiser cars were out front when we pulled up. We went to room 12 in the West Wing. There's
4: a doctor, Joe. Yeah. How oh, is he, doctor? He was dead when we got in here. He had a private nurse. Shot her, too. Dead. Anyone else hurt? It was visiting hours. Some woman was in there talking to him. She got hit. We're treating her down in the emergency room. Uh, appreciate it, doctor. If
1: you keep your staff out of the room here until we finish our investigation. Yes, sir. Thank you. Just have a look inside. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Hmm didn't fool this time. Too bad he wouldn't give us more help. Yeah. We're no worse off than we were. We still have to find out who it was without him. I hope we can get to him before Valentine's crowd starts shooting back. We got to. Anyway, this cancels out his debts. You know his record. Yeah. He owed a lot more than he could ever pay.
0: The story you have just heard was true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. On October 26th, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 97, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial.
6: It's amazing
1: how many long cigarette smokers are changing to Fatima. Here is the actual report.
0: From coast to coast, king size Fatima has more than doubled its smokers.
1: Yes, more and more smokers every day are discovering that Fatima Fatima.
0: It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima. Billy Keel and Tony Ferrar were tried and convicted of assault with intent to commit murder. They were filed on by the federal authorities, Bureau of Alcohol and Tax Unit, for the illegal possession of a machine gun and were found guilty in federal court. Because they were both in custody at the time of Gus Valentine's murder, they were cleared of any complicity of the crime. Valentine's killer was still at large. Next week, The Big Gangster, Part 2. You have just heard Dragnet's authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.A. Wharton, Los Angeles Police Department. Today, the American Red Cross is carrying on a campaign to finance one of the greatest programs in peacetime history.
1: Give now to the Red Cross. Fatima cigarettes, the best of all long cigarettes, has brought you Dragnet, portions transcribed from Los Angeles. Tomorrow, hear the halls of Ivy
0: on NBC. The story you're about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent.
7: Fatima cigarettes, best of all long cigarettes, brings you Dragnet.
0: You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to homicide detail. A notorious hoodlum in your city has been shot to death. A gang war is threatened if his followers seek revenge. Your job, find the
5: killer's.
6: If you want a long cigarette, smoke the best of all long cigarettes. Smoke king-size Fatima. Fatima is the long cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make Fatima extra mild. And that's why Fatima has a much different much better flavor and aroma than any other long cigarette. That's why Fatima has more than doubled its smokers coast to coast. So, enjoy Fatima, the best of all long cigarettes. It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
5: It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
7: It
1: was Saturday, July 22nd. It was hot in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out of homicide detail. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Thad Brown, chief of detectives. My name's Friday. It was 10 p.m. when we walked out of the murder room at the Ferndale Sanitarium and went down to the end of the hall, the emergency room.
5: I'm sorry. I know the hurt. We have to irrigate the room.
4: Where are the bullets that were removed from this Stalling?
5: Right on the table, Doctor.
4: There they are, Captain Elliott. Thank you, Romero,
1: you want to mark of evidence? All right. Uh, Doctor? Yes, Sergeant. wonder if it'd be all right if we asked Miss Stallings a few questions.
4: I think so. She's still in a bad state of shock. Mm-hmm. It'll be as brief as possible. Yes, sir. Miss Stallings, these men are police officers. This is Captain Elliot. This is Sergeant Flighty. all right?
1: That's right. It's my partner, Sergeant Romero. Yes. You were in the room when Gus Valentine was shot? Yes. Do you feel up to telling us what happened? No.
5: Excuse me, please. Surely. I have to paint this.
1: You were
4: visiting, Valentine? you better wait until the nurse finishes up there. All right, sorry. She got hit twice, just flesh wounds, but they're very painful. Yeah. Excuse me.
5: Shirley. You're all right. I can Mm Mm-hmm. There. All right.
7: You
1: were in the room when Valentine was shot?
5: Yes, I saw it.
1: Did you get a look at the men that did the shooting? I don't remember. Did you describe him?
5: I don't
1: know. Are you sure you're filling up the talking now?
5: I don't know. You
1: have you any idea who the men were? No. Maybe we can talk to you later.
5: I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. You hear me? You hear me?
1: Nervous shock. I'm sorry. We didn't mean to upset her.
4: You didn't. Thought maybe she might be able to help you a little, but I guess not. Better make it sometime tomorrow morning. She'll be all right, then. Okay, thanks.
5: I don't know if I saw him. I don't know if I saw him. How should I know if I saw him?
4: How should I know? Let's go. Oh, it's too bad. Better have an ambulance move her up to county hospital. I don't think we should try to move her tonight. She needs a rest. All right. We'll have a detail of men stand watch here till she's moved. What time tomorrow could we see her? And if you can make it close to noon, it'd be better. Good rest. she would be all right. Now let me give you a ring. Right. Could you give us her full name and address? Yes, I have it right here. Ida A. Stallings, 837 Down Hill Street, Lindwood. All right, thank you. Anybody
6: else here in the Senate, James, see the shooting?
4: Well, I saw the men. I couldn't describe them, just their backs as they ran down the hall after the shooting.
1: How were they built? Do you remember?
4: About average, I'd say. Hard to tell.
1: How were they dressed?
4: Well, one of them was wearing a hat. Looked like some kind of summer hat. Straw? No, it was one of those, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to say, you know the kind. Was it an open weave hat? Oh, um, hat? Well, you know, very common in the summer. You um, mean a Panama? Panama, sure. I was it. White. What kind of suits did they have on? I couldn't tell you. I was in my office when I heard the shots. I came out in the corridor and they were just making to the back door. Anyone else see it? Sylvia Proctor, the nurse who was in the room at the time. Why'd they kill her? I don't know. Any of the patients? Is it possible one of them might have seen him? Yes, one of them did see something. Bert Anderson. Like to talk with him? Yes, we would. And down this way, he's in room 38, just down the hall from the shooting. Uh-huh. I should tell you, Mr. Anderson lost his speech about nine years ago. He used as a child's slate to write up. Why is he here in the sanitarium? He's old. 73, lives on a pension. Except for losing his speech, he's as sharp as a high school boy. Hello, Bert. Sorry to bother you after all the excitement. Yeah, all right. We won't keep you up long. It's after your bedtime. Uh, would you hand me that box of chalk over there? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Bert, these are the police officers. I want you to tell them what you know about the shooting tonight. Well, uh-huh. I thought you might have seen it. This is Captain Elliott from the Homicide Department. How do you do, Mr. Anderson? And this is Sergeant Friday. Is that right?
1: Yes, sir. How are you, sir?
4: And this is Sergeant Romero.
1: How do you do, sir? Well, where were you at the time of the shooting, Mr. Anderson? Sitting in here with the door open, huh? Did you get a good look at the men? what they look like?
4: Huh. Question, mark. Or... I don't think he understands what you want to know. Yes, that's a tough uh-huh. Let's put it this way, Mr. Anderson. How many men were there? Uh, let's take one of these two men. Can you describe one of them? Now that's the way, Captain. That slate's rather small, and he can only get so much on it at a time. He's like all of us, he wants to talk fast, and this is the only way he knows, so we have to make it easy for him. I understand.
6: Built like the captain. You're Bill, skipper.
1: Same man had a thin mustache. That's all I can tell you about him. How about the other man, Mr. Anderson? Can you describe him? Please.
4: What's that second word? I can't make it out. Understand. they were running very fast. Thanks.
1: Yes, we understand. Did you see the other man at all? Fine. What can you tell us about him? All he could see was the man was wearing a hat. A white Panama hat, Mr. Anderson? He says, yes. Was there anything
4: peculiar about the way they walked or ran? Did one of them have a limp, for instance? Didn't notice anything. Says he didn't notice anything. Could you tell us anything about the men's faces? They passed by so quickly. I was worried about the gunshots. Yes, we can understand that, but do you think you could identify them if you ever saw them again? He says he could try.
1: Could Mr. Anderson come downtown if we ever show up? I
4: don't see why not, but he gets around fine. Now he wants to know why they killed Miss Parker, the nurse. Says she was one of his best friends. We don't know, Mr. Anderson. He wishes he could talk. Maybe he could help you more. It's all right, Bert. You talk
1: loud enough. Monday, July 24th, a roundup of all known racketeers and their gang members was ordered by the chief of detectives. Three show-ups were scheduled, one at 10 a.m., one at 2, and another one at 3 p.m. The witnesses that we had were unable to identify any of the men. The incomplete descriptions we had of the suspects was not enough to help the artist in the crime lab to build a composite picture of the killers. No matter what approach we took, it seemed that we were getting nowhere. The immediate apprehension of the killers was not only important because of their danger to the private citizen, but because of the ever-present threat of an open shooting war between Gus Valentine's followers and members of the murder gang, whoever they were. 3.15 p.m.
6: I got it. Homicide, Ramil. Oh, All right, thank you. Crime land. They
1: make a run on those slugs you got at the hospital? Yeah. No match. Oh, it's great.
4: How fouled up can it get? Yeah. Hi. Come on,
6: Slomo. I'm with you. Hi, Rumble. Cromwell's message here to call you why. Oh, well, yeah, I better do it right away.
4: Just know the skipper told Starmy
1: me to work with you guys on the Valentine thing. We can use all the help we can get. Joe, you, you slide the phone over? Oh, yeah, here you go.
4: What's the matter? Change your mind? You let her ring once. She knows the signal. She's over at the mother-in-law's. Yeah? Mother-in-law's got lots of money and a limited phone. Let her call me. You got any ideas, Earl? Well, I don't know anybody who likes Valentine. A lot of them could have killed him. He's got word from the crime lab. There's
1: no match on those slugs. And you didn't get anything out of the show-ups. No, nothing. Maybe that Stallings woman can give us something, huh? You haven't been out there yet? No, not yet. We've been sweating out the show-ups. Tommy and I read your reports. Rough go. We had an idea. Yeah. All of times, boys you didn't get around to yet. Who's that?
6: Fanny Davis. He was pretty close to him. Thought a lot of him. If anybody figures to
1: take over his interests, it's probably Davis. You think advancement could have been the motive for him? No, he wouldn't kill him. Anyway, he couldn't have. Just got in from Florida this morning. That doesn't mean he couldn't have engineered it. Possible, but I doubt it. Strommie and I know his operation pretty well. Pulled him in on that Patterson killing six months ago. Checked back to his record. Never picked up carrying a gun. Well, it doesn't mean he couldn't get one in a hurry. I'm not going to guarantee, Davis, but I don't think he's your man, Joe. You got a line on him? He lives at the Churchill Arms out in Wilshire. Houston, uh, UCLA. All right, we'll talk to him. What was the name of that girl who was wounded, the, the
4: one at the sanitarium? Ida May Stallings. We'll go out and talk to her if you like. Fine. Who's going to see the Stallings woman at the sanitarium? We oh, yeah. are. The doctor just called in from out there. Oh, yeah? Says she got something important to tell us. What do you think? She ran with Valentine. She knew his friends. Yeah? Maybe she knows his enemies. <laughs>
1: As we planned, Detectives Rombo and Stromwall went out to the Ferndale Sanitarium to talk to Ida Mae Stallings. Ben and I drove out to the Churchill Arms Apartments to see Benny Davis, one of Gus Valentine's close friends. He left a message with the desk clerk that he would be at his tailor's most of the day. clerk gave us the address. It was an exclusive custom shop on Crescent Drive in the heart of Beverly Hills. Franklin Smith Limited was one of those places that featured imported Scotch tweeds and fine English woolens. Good afternoon, gentlemen. May I serve you? Please tell us if Bunny Davis is in here. Uh, Mr. Davis. Uh, yes, sir. Third fitting room. Uh, to the rear on your left. Thank you. Mm. Hmm. Look at that brown cloth over there, Yeah, that's a Donegal tweed. That's nice fabric. I had one of them once. Where's Lacarn?
6: Oh, yes. This blue thin stripe, certainly, if it's a great deal better the brown one, you can turn on
4: Yes,
1: yes. Excellent fit.
4: Yeah, it looks fine. I don't know if I like that right shoulder. Looks a little low, Mr. Davis. Excuse
6: me. This fitting room's taken, gentlemen. Benny Davis in here? Yeah, what is it? What if we could
7: see you alone? What about? Confidential. No, Cedric, not like that. Pull the shoulder up. More padding.
6: Do you think so? I I don't know if I agree, Mr. Davis.
7: Well, you can see how it slopes off there. I like a good full shoulder.
6: Well, you've got a good full cut here. Of course, too much padding is going to ruin the line of the jacket.
7: I'd like more padding. Yes, yeah, very well.
6: Now, number two pad in the right shoulder and ease the armhole.
4: Number two pad, right shoulder, ease armholes. What is it, income tax? What's the secret? We're police officers. I'd like to talk to you alone for a minute. All right, be finished in a second. That takes care of this one,
1: Mr. Davis. You want two inch cuffs in the trousers? Yeah, I don't know. Uh,
6: Cedric, be sure to get these sleeves shortened enough. I'd like lots of linen to show. you. Oh, yes, surely. Now, if you'll slip on the green tropical. <laughs> okay. I'll take your jacket. Thanks. <laughs>
4: And hey, tell me what it's all about. I'd rather talk to you
7: alone. Here are the trousers. Okay. <clears throat> Good-looking suit, huh? Fine. Yeah, get all my stuff made here. I'll let Smith here make you a suit sometime. Got a fine suit of clothes. Thank right, you, Mr. Davis. Is your jacket, Mr. Davis. Right. Ah, yeah. That
6: looks fine. Yes, the trousers are just right. A little fullness on the back of the jacket here. Uh-huh. I'll take the center seam. Take in center seam. How much? Raise <clears throat> the back. Raise the back. Sort of mm. Short collar. Short <throat> color. Yeah.
1: Looks just fine. That's a nice soft roll of the lapels, isn't it? Yeah, good. All right, Mr. Davis. Now, how about the white palm beach? Nice palm of my hat. It'd go good with that one. I never wear them. I like a a palm with a wide puckery band. Only well, if you could hold off the next fitting for a minute. We won't keep you long. All right. Any place around here where it's private?
7: We can use Smith's office. Okay, Frank? Certainly. Yeah. Go right ahead, gentlemen. Thank you. Which way? Back here. Okay, what's on your mind?
4: Gus Valentine. Yeah, that's a tough one to lose. You got any idea who killed him? We're working on
1: it. How do you mean? Just that. Well, that makes us even. There's only one difference. Yeah? We get paid for it. You
4: don't. We thought a lot more of Gus than you did. Any law against striking down the killer? There's law against shooting him now. Tell that to the boys who cut down Gus. I don't think you can get to him about
1: us. We've done it before. You're a little late with Gus. We tried to keep him alive. We warned him for a month. He knew what was coming. We talked to him. Yeah, he told me. Funny guy. He had a mind of his own.
7: He had a reason for not telling you. What was it? When we get there, we can ask him. You think you
1: know who did it?
7: Won't be too tough to find out. Meantime, you can work it from
1: your end. And if you get to him first... Maybe we'll give you a call. Now, you listen, Davis. I'll tell you the same thing we told Valentine. It's not open season for murder. This town's had all the shooting it's going to have. Valentine's killer's going to go to the gas chamber. That's the only way he's going to go. You understand? Nobody said any different. All right. Then you can tell us what you know. Who do you think shot Valentine? I can't be sure. You've got somebody in mind.
7: There's a dame. Who? Audrey Thompson. What about her? She runs around with a couple of guys. Yeah? There's never any love lost between them and Gus. They were... Always talking big about what they'd do if Gus got out of line. What'd they have against him? Business claimed Gus was squeezing them out. Was he? I never knew much about Gus's out of town business. That's where these guys are from. They're new in town. Figured Gus was cutting them off out here in the coast. Who are they? Shakes brothers. Bud and Carl. Where can we find them? I don't know. They're in town somewhere. What about this Audrey Towns? Nice dame. Hard to figure. Husband died a year ago. Real nice woman. Been doing the town of the Shaker boys. Nobody could figure it. You think she's in on it? No, but she could finger him if anybody could. Lives at 8700 North Toronto. All right, Davis, thanks. What's the new wardrobe for? Going east to uh, catch the new Broadway show. leading Wednesday. Better hold off for a week, huh? All right. Come on, then. Think he's
1: got anything? Could be. We'll run it down. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah.
4: Hmm. Sure do like that brown cloth. It's, it's nice. Shall I
6: help you? Um, how long does it take you to make up a suit? Anywhere from three days to a week. Uh-huh. You interested in having us make one up for you? Yeah. Yeah, how do they run? Prices start from 175 and up. Miss Donegal Tweed here makes up for $250. Oh.
1: Well, I guess not, thank you. Whereas like iron. Four thirty p.m. We drove out to eighty seven hundred North Serrano to the home of Audrey Thompson. There was nobody home. We went back to the office to check with Rombo and Stromwall. We drove in the Spring Street entrance of the City Hall garage.
2: There's
1: Rombo and Strom. They must have just got
6: in. Hey Rombo. Hi. How'd you make out? Sawing's woman tell you anything? Well, we
1: talked to her. I think maybe we got a lead. What's that?
6: Girl around town by the name of Thompson. Audrey
1: Thompson. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what'd she say about her? Said if anyone could put the finger on Valentine's killer, the Thompson girl could. Many Davis told us the same thing. What do you think, Earl? Two and two makes four. Let's find her.
7: Listening to Dragnet for the step by step solution to an actual police case. Here, step by step, are the reasons why Fatima has more than doubled its smokers from coast to coast. Step one
6: The name Fatima has always stood for the best in cigarette quality. Step two Long cigarette smokers discover Fatima has a much different, much better flavor and aroma. Step three Long cigarette smokers find Fatima. Extra mild. Fatima is the long cigarette which contains the finest Turkish and domestic tobaccos, superbly blended to make Fatima extra mild.
7: And that's why more and more smokers every day agree, it's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
5: It's wise to smoke extra mild Fatima.
7: Yes, the name Fatima on that golden yellow package is your insurance of an extra mild smoke.
6: So enjoy King-Size Fatima, the best of all long cigarettes.
1: Five o'clock Monday afternoon. We tried for three hours to get in touch with Audrey Thompson. A few minutes after 8 p.m., we contacted her landlady. She told us that the Thompson girl was out of town and would be gone for two days. She didn't know where she'd gone, but she told us that she would be back. We checked her apartment and found all of her clothing and personal effects. A stakeout was placed at 700 North Serrano, and then we went back to the office and got out a local broadcast on Audrey Thompson. Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock, Ben and I met with Captain Elliott, Detectives Rombo, and Stromwall.
6: Get a line on the Shaker brothers? No, them at the Eagle
4: Tower's Apartments. Set them under surveillance. I don't think it'd be a good idea to pull them in yet. See what the Thompson girl has to say, then we can move on them. That's what we figured, yeah. Pull the packages on them? Yeah, they both get
1: fair records. Been up on three wraps one conviction... Secondary robbery in Tulsa. That's where they're from. Couple mm. of tough ones. Always ready to use a gun. Apparently got a wad of dose somewhere. They've been throwing a lot of money around town. Pick up any rumbles about them? Oh, we've been nosing around. We can't get anything on them for sure. They're not known around here. Show the mug shots of the Shaker brothers to Mr. Anderson's sanitarium. The doc, too. Yeah. Looks like the guys do then. Everything hinges on the Thompson girl. Uh, check her out? Yeah, she used to be married to a newspaper man, Blaine Thompson. Died last year in an auto accident. No children. Went to high school here in town, local girl. Reputation's good all the way. More of a sudden switch to
4: tough guys. I don't think she knows.
1: You satisfied Davis is leveling with you? Well, if he's not, he did a good job briefing the Stallings woman. They both came up with the same lead, the Thompson girl. We had him in on the Patterson killing. You remember that
4: skipper? He cooperated then. That time it was his skin. This time it's not. Well, I laid it out for him. He's been told. Now, how's it feel to you fellas? Pretty quiet around town? Yeah, it seems to be.
1: I wouldn't make book on what might happen if we don't wrap this thing up quick.
4: I think after Joe and Ben gave Davis a word, he passed it down along the line. Anyway, it was an outside change. Mm-hmm. They just brought in the Thompson girl. Let's send her in. Right. Okay. You want to sit there, Miss Thompson?
5: All
4: right. Our detectives Friday, Romero. How do you I do? Bromwell, Rombo. How, How do you do? do? guess you're wondering why you've been picked up.
5: Yes, I was rather surprised. I was down at Palm Springs for a few days. I don't often get away. My boss gave me a two-day holiday.
4: What do you know about the Shaker
1: brothers, Miss Thompson?
5: They're friends of mine. I go out with...
1: We have reason to believe they might be mixed up in a murder.
5: I don't believe that. What's this all about?
1: The Gus Valentine killing.
5: Do you think they're mixed up in that?
4: How well do you know the Shaker boys?
5: Well, to be truthful, I don't know them at all, really. I met them at a dance.
4: Who introduced you?
5: Nobody. I go to the Brookdale Ballroom every Wednesday night with some of the girls from the office. It's open to the public. Carl Shaker asked me for a dance one night, and that's how I met him.
1: You ought to pick your companions a little more carefully. Both of these men have criminal records.
5: I didn't know that.
1: You've been out with them quite a lot, you?
5: I've known them a little over a month, yes. Have
1: they ever said anything that might lead you to believe that they were mixed up in any rackets?
5: No, i never heard anything like that.
1: You're sure you never heard them discuss any business dealings of any kind?
5: Yes, I'm sure.
1: You've been seen in quite a few night spots around Los Angeles with them, is that right?
5: Yes, they always take me to some nice place.
1: You always go alone with them?
5: H- how do you mean?
1: Which one of them do you go with, Bud or Carl?
5: Well, I've never really thought about it, both of them, I guess.
1: When you go out, they never take another girl along in the party?
5: No, just... Bud Crow and myself.
1: You go to most of the expensive clubs around town, is that
5: right? Yes, like I said, we always go to some nice place.
1: Do you ever wonder where they got the money?
5: Well, they told me they worked for one of the aircraft plants.
4: I thought you told us they didn't discuss their business with you.
5: Well, I didn't consider telling me where they worked was discussing business.
1: Did you consider that an aircraft worker's salary wouldn't even handle the cover charge at most of the places they've
4: been taking you?
5: No, I guess I was having too good a time to question
4: You see, Miss Thompson, you could spend a great amount of time with people and not remember things about them. Are you sure you've told us everything you know about the Shaker brothers? Yes. All right, that's all. If you find out something you think we should know, we'd appreciate it if you'd give us a call.
5: Well, I won't be knowing anything about them because I'm going to stop seeing them. I didn't know they had criminal records.
4: It's entirely up to you. I think it's only fair to warn you that if you do have any information you're withholding, it'll libel you to persecution.
5: I understand. I'm not going out with them anymore.
1: I wouldn't let them know you've talked with us. If they are the men we're looking for, it might put you in danger.
5: I'm not afraid of them.
1: Neither was Gus Valentine. For the next ten days, Aubrey Thompson, along with the Shaker brothers, was kept under close surveillance. It was obvious that she'd either lied to us or changed her mind. She continued going out with them. She was seen in all the important night spots around town. Thursday, August
4: 9th. We met with Captain Elliot.
6: Skipper, maybe we better pull the Thompson girl in again
4: for questioning. Let's hold off for a few more days. I'm afraid if we bring her down here again, the shaker brothers could get wise. Since she decided to ignore what we told her, they might get rough with her. Why can't we move on them? Shake down
1: their apartment. If we're lucky enough to come up with a murder gun, we'll work from there. I don't think so, Joe. The record and only one conviction. I think we we'll would be playing a long shot. That's the way it looks to me, Earl. Maybe something will break if we can hold out just a few days more. Yeah, being watched awful close. If they try to move in any direction, our
6: men will be with them. Mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. Uh, can you stop out here for a minute? Right. Excuse me.
1: For sure. Come back when you through. Yes, sir. Yeah, the lady out here to see you. Thanks.
5: Mr. Friday.
1: Hello, Miss Thompson.
5: I didn't stop seeing the Shaker boys. Yes, we know. What you men told me a couple of weeks ago just made me sick. To think I've been going out with these men, been seeing with them. I've never done anything like that in my life. Yes, ma'am. I decided to try and find out what you wanted to know.
1: You didn't ask them any leading questions.
5: Oh, no. I knew better than that. Last night we were out and they had a little too much to drink and they got to talking.
7: Yeah?
5: I didn't say anything. I let them talk and acted interested. Yeah? I confess now I'm terribly frightened. I spent the night with my sister-in-law. Could I stay here till you get this thing straightened out?
1: Certainly. We'll give you protection, Miss Thompson. Mm. I wouldn't tell you.
5: First they got to talking about some girl called... Item May. I didn't catch the last name. Said they wondered if she saw them at the sanitarium. Yeah. Said they wished they'd finished the job that night. Whatever that meant. Then Bud said, "I don't think she saw us, or we'd have heard." Anything else? Yes. Carl said, "Did you see the look on Gus's face when we opened up?" Then what? They laughed. <laughs>
1: I had a stenographer take Audrey Thompson's statement, and I filled in Captain Elliott, Rombo, Stromwall, and Ben. We checked the stakeout on the Shaker brothers' apartment. The suspects hadn't been seen since early that morning when they'd gone in. Detectives Rombo and Stromwall, together with Ben and I, drove to the Eagle Towers' apartments. It was 4.35 p.m. Stromy and I will go up the back way. We'll notify the men on stakeout keep a sharp eye all around. Right. Let's go. Apartment 410 is the top floor. Yeah. Let's take the elevator. Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Push floor. All right. Just thinking. Yeah. That Thompson girl. Long nerve.
1: This way. Me.
6: Yeah. There, police officers.
7: You all right? Well, hit the door. Come yeah.
6: on. Uh, One is open so far as the Come on. There they go over by the ventilator. Watch it. I coming up the door under the
1: roof. Rombo, watch it. They're up here. There goes one of them. Come on. All right. Hold it right there. I give up. There goes the other one. He's making for that cable house. Stay with this one. I'll get him. All right, Shaker. Let's put the gun away. If you make a break under the roof, they'll cut you down.
4: Hold it, Shaker. <laughs> Joe? Yeah.
1: Did you shoot him? No. He was trying to make it to the roof. He grabbed that hot terminal over there and knocked him cold.
4: Oh, yeah. Move your foot, will you?
1: Yeah. What's that? White Panama hat. The
0: story you have just heard was true. Only the names were changed
4: to protect the innocent.
7: On November 19th, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 89, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial.
6: It's amazing how many long cigarette smokers are changing to Fatima. Here is the actual report. From coast to coast, king-size Fatima has more than doubled its smokers. Yes, more and more smokers every day are discovering that Fatima
7: is the best of all long cigarettes.
5: It's wise to smoke extra-mild Fatima.
7: Adolph Bud Shaker and his brother Carl Shaker were tried and convicted of murder in the first degree. On recommendation of the jury, they received life sentences. They are now serving their terms in the state penitentiary. You have just heard Dragnet, authentic cases from official police files. Technical advice for Dragnet comes from the office of Chief of Police, W.A. Wharton, Los Angeles Police Department. Fatima Cigarettes, best of all long
6: cigarettes, has brought you Dragnet from Los Angeles. Tomorrow, hear the Ronald Coleman's in the Halls of Ivy on NBC.